Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how have you been this week? Uh, I've been doing great, Mike, and hope you're doing well. So, Pastor, when when, uh, when we had that conversation a couple months ago and, and I said, hey, I could use some help, we, we need some help finding guests on Faith in the Zone, I didn't expect you would go on the other side of the world to do that, but... There you go, man. Hey, you, everywhere we, I go, if er, I meet somebody that has a testimony and they have they've been involved in sports and in either collegiate or professional way or even high school, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm all ears. We are going worldwide now. We are going, we're going down under. We're going down under. <laughs> Our special guest today, uh, Pastor Ken, met him when he was uh, in Australia a few weeks ago. I guess a uh, month ago. A month ago, yeah. A month ago. By the way, how was that flight? Don't, don't, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one, isn't that, it? That's a tough one. Yeah, I have a hard time going to Ohio on a plane. <laughs> it's like a half hour. I have a hard time. I was seventeen hours from uh, Dallas to Sydney in the plane the whole time. Seventeen hours. You know what though? That was a good seventeen hours because you got a chance to meet our guest. I sure did. Yeah, former professional soccer player lives in Australia. He is Shane Hammond. Shane, uh, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your uh, your time today. How's everything in Australia? Uh, yeah, hi, Mike. Hi, Pastor Ken. Um, yeah, all, all's well down under at the moment. Uh, they can't complain. That's awesome. Yeah. What's, the, what's the weather like this time you're in Australia? Uh, weather's, um, yeah, it's a bit up and down. One day we'll have 28 degrees at the moment, and then next day it could be down to 13 degrees. So uh, we're sort of coming into winter. Um, so, um, yeah. So, so when when you're saying twenty eight and three, I mean you're talking in the eighties and nineties, right? For yeah, for, sorry, that's um, degrees. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There's a little, there's a little change. They 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 look at it in a different ways. Well, we, I can tell you this, Shane, that I I still have not taken the gas out of my snowblower, and <laughs> it's May, and and here in, in Wisconsin, this is where we're in spring. But I don't trust it here. I, I've lived here my whole life, and I've seen some May snowfall. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the gas in the snowblower and 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 hold on a little bit longer. Hey, Pastor, how did you and Shane meet? Well, Shane uh, was at church. Um, it, it, the name of the church was it Rose Hill? Is that the name of the church, Shane? 
Uh, Rouse Hill. Rouse oh, Rouse Hill. Hill. Yeah, as Kathy would say, I'm always close. <laughs> Rouse Hill. Uh, and it was uh, what was unique about this church, Mike, is uh, it's in a mall, right, Shane? Yeah, it is in uh, it is in the mall, at the top of a um, uh, a library, actually. Okay, right. Um, it's a little community hall. Yeah. And uh, what what was cool, Mike? We we pulled in like you, and, and over there, land is so scarce. Even though the size of Australia is the size of the continental, the forty-eight continental United Sta- uh, States, right. and uh, so it's big landmass. But in Sydney, land is so precious that, like, if you go to Home Depot or you go to Menards, I can't remember what the name of your big. Uh, uh, how a uh, home improvement uh, store is over there, but you got to park under. I mean, you park underneath it. They build everything up, and so the mall. You, it was. It was. I think it was raining that day. I was there even. And uh, man, you pull in and you're underground, and you walk up to church, you know. And then afterwards, uh, went and kind of toured the mall a little bit, and uh, and so I met I met Shane while I was at church. How, how did you uh, pick that church to go to? Well, we have uh, the fellow who graduated from Maranatha, uh, who we sent out as a missionary, uh, is uh, is right there, uh, Nate Muse oh, and sure. his wife Kristen, and so uh, he has been helping uh, Rouse Hill uh, and the ministry there, and he's kind of like all over Sydney. And I'll tell you one thing, Shane. Uh, when I got back here, I mean we ha- we have a lot of construction going on here, but I'll tell you the traffic here. Even in its worst, is beautiful compared to the traffic in Sydney. <laughs> now tell me, isn't that right? Wow, isn't that right? Yeah. Traffic, traffic's terrible now these days. <laughs> hey Shane, let's get your background a little bit. Did you grow up in Australia? Um, yeah, Mike. I was born in Townsville, which is uh, the top of Australia. Um, my dad was in the army, and um, yeah, he was posted up there. So I was born there, but only for two years, and then we came back down to Sydney, and then um, yeah, grew up uh, in Sydney. Man, what um, what kind of schooling did did you go to? Like here in the United States, grade school, middle school, high school, uh, same same in Australia. Um, pretty much, uh, we sort of have primary school, which is grades uh, kindergarten to year six. And then high schools year seven to year twelve. So, oh wow! Um, yeah. So they really skip the middle school part of they it. They skip it. Shane, I, I've been a high school basketball coach for a long time. So if you see a young, about a six seven young man that wants to come to Milwaukee, you let me know. I, I need a couple of those big kids at the high school level. We uh, we we got hurt in the post a little bit on the basketball floor. So if if you got anybody in you know in your uh, neighborhood or your church that and and that's called recruiting. And that's illegal. So I'm just kidding. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're always uh, always looking. Hey Shane, when uh, when you grew up in Sydney, did you know that that's where you wanted to stay and and, and live, or had you thought about moving? Um. Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. I didn't really. I sort of went with the flow, you know, um, with uh, wherever mom and dad. Sort of um, where I guess I was, and then really, um, yeah, so but then mum and dad, yeah, they split up when I was about five, and 
um, yeah, just followed mum wherever she went. Yeah, we'll, uh, so, uh, um, yeah. Hey, Shane, we're going to get into that probably in our next ses- session because that, uh, I remember um, when we were at church, you have uh, Tristan and Aiden over in Portugal, and Tristan was going to have a game that night, and uh, you, you get it on t- television over there in Australia. We went to uh, your sister's house. Uh, her name's Daphne, right? And then uh, uh, her, yeah, her husband's Patrick, and... And uh, so at 10 o'clock at night, Mike, I'm going out, but it was, we were driving in the rain, I remember, and you uh, you shared with me your whole life story, which I thought, whoa, I mean, this is powerful. I mean, we, we, we've had some scenarios of people sharing their testimony here, Shane, on the program that that resemble a little bit of what you went through, but man, I, I was all ears as I was sitting there in the car listening and and I know it was at five. I think you you told me your your mom and dad divorced, and that's kind of when some of the some of the problems and issues started going on in your life. But and we'll get to that in the next uh, segment. But um, uh, back back to Australia, uh, you uh, you know have been there at the church and and uh, doing some things there. I think you have a couple of jobs even right now to try to keep your kids over in Portugal. They're trying to get in a in a premier soccer academy. Did did Tristan, did I see a note from you that Tristan did get into a premier soccer academy over there in, uh, in Europe? Yeah, so I, I can't remember what was the last we spoke of, but um, just last week Tristan actually got signed uh, on a three-year contract. Okay. Um, so that'll take him up to his 18. Um, so he's uh, he'll be getting a little bit of an allowance as well with that contract. Uh, nothing substantial, but um, yeah, something to help out a bit, which is uh, which is a blessing. Yeah, well, so, con- um, yeah, very happy about that. Yeah, Rick, congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's awesome. He's at sixteen years old, and he's yeah. You must miss him, man. At sixteen, it that seems so young for for me to think that my son would be would be away. Is that uh, is that fairly normal? In, in in the world of soccer in your neck of the woods? Uh, no, it's not, to, to be honest. I mean, I get a lot of people tell me, oh, you know, they wish that they could sort of do the same, um, but they don't know how I do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really tough. Um, and it's going on four years now that, that we've been doing it. Um, yeah. Is he on the? Is he? Will he be on the Australian national uh, soccer team? Uh, it's funny you say that because today I actually got a phone call from the national coach, um, touching base, and uh, looks like he wants to bring Tristan back in July for a camp um, for a few weeks. So they'll fly him home from Portugal to go into camp with the national team. And then to sort of get him ready and get him used to the team. And there's an Asian Cup uh, in September, which they're looking at um, getting him to play in, which is uh, which is amazing. Hey, did, did Australia, I don't know, did Australia make the World Cup this year? Australia did, mate, yeah. Yeah. It did, yeah. Okay. So they, so it won't be the, the World Cup team, but they're trying to groom him to be on that World Cup team, right? 
Yeah, so this um, the tournament that's in September is an Asian Cup that acts as a qualifier for the Under Seventeens World Cup, okay. which we just found out uh, is in Peru next year, and that's actually where my wife was born. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, good for him. Well, I when I was doing a little research, um, I read a couple of things about Tristan. I just that he had scored a goal in this game and scored a couple of goals in this other game. As I was was googling and and trying to find uh, uh, some things about you and and Tristan's name came up, and I didn't know that was your son's name until Pastor Ken got here. But I read a couple of articles online about some games that he had. Hey, guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we will talk to Shane Hammond. He is a former professional soccer player from Australia, and we're going to talk to him about his testimony and his life journey, and we'll do that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church. He's Pastor Ken Keltner and our special guest. He is uh, from Australia, former professional soccer player. He is Shane Hammond. Pastor, you know, second segment, we, we like to uh, like to start to talk a little bit about our guest's testimony and their journey, so I'm going to pass yeah. it on to you. Yeah, and Shane, it's always a blessing to hear. Everybody has a story of how they came to Christ and then, you know, how God has worked or how God has protected their life. And uh, in, in your case, uh, that that's what I really sensed as we were driving out to your sisters to, to watch... Uh, Tristan in that soccer game that night, which was a great game. I, I, he even scored uh, during that game. That, that that made it special, I know. But uh, why don't you uh, why don't you just tell us your your testimony of, of faith, how your journey began, Shane, and uh, and uh, we will uh, we we know our listeners will enjoy listening and hearing what what all God's been doing in your life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Um, so basically. Mum and Dad uh, got divorced when I was about five, um, and Mum remarried uh, to a uh, a guy that um, we we didn't sort of see eye to eye, um, and uh, that that made life a bit difficult for for my sister and I at, at the time. Um, uh, but um, you know, at that time as well, Mum was still taking us to church. Uh, we would go to church every every weekend, every Sunday. I'd go to Sunday school, um, and so we were also involved in a program called Awana. I'm not sure if if you're familiar. Yeah, with yeah, we uh, there, there there are a lot of churches, uh, Shane, over here in the states that have Awana. In fact, Awana uh, originated out of Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Art. Uh, is it Art Rohrheim? I believe is his name. Started. He's with the Lord today, but he 
he started that out of Chicago. And and for those listeners that don't know what a one is, it's a a, a children's program up to about sixth grade games, activities, refreshments, and then they have a workbooks that they're memorizing scripture and Awana stands for approved workmen are not ashamed um, of the basically that's an acronym for a passage of scripture not ashamed of the gospel of Christ so so okay we'll pick it back up you're, you're in Awana um, and your mom was taking you every week so yeah pick it up from there yeah so uh, Awana really played uh a big, uh, big part in um, getting to know the Lord. Um, it was kind of uh, a getaway as well from from the troubles that we were having at home um, with with Mum and and uh, Mum's new husband. Um, which, uh, yeah, I guess I started to sort of rebel a bit, and um, things got you know a bit nasty, and you know where he would sort of probably be a bit heavy-handed um, on myself and, and my sister and and then mum mum would sort of she would sort of say well you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pack your bags and you're gonna be out before you know it you know and as an eight nine ten year old I didn't really take that for granted until I was about 12 when I come home from school and and mum had me bags packed and uh, she had a um, a youth worker come and pick me up, and then uh, take take me off into um, into sort of the unknown for me, uh, into like a refuge where um, for homeless homeless kids and and kids you know with troubled backgrounds or, or stuff like that. And um, yeah, that sort of began my my downward spiral. <laughs> As far as um, yeah, hanging around wrong crowds, um, doing doing the wrong thing, and but um, yeah, back onto yeah, sorry, Iwana, um I would I would uh, be scared of of going to hell, so I remember praying the the salvation prayer every every week because. I was afraid either Jesus was going to come back and I was going to miss the rapture, <laughs> or or I was going to die and then and then and then go to hell. So I was I was scared to death of that. So I'd, I'd pray that prayer and you know for that next hour or something I felt I felt awesome uh, until you know I went home and got back into that and and then anger and everything sort of built up inside me and I'd I'd be at school and. I'd be mucking up at school and, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, mate, I can't be a Christian if I'm doing all this. Uh, do you know what I mean? And um, <laughs> yeah. so then I think I'd come back to church or, or, or then Awana and think, oh, I've got to pray the prayer again. I've got to pray this salvation prayer because I'm not saved. I'm not, I'm not a Christian. So I can't, I can't pinpoint a date that uh, I became a Christian. Um, but I, I know that he is in my heart now and, you know, he's, he's pulled me out of, uh, yeah, a, a deep hole that, you know, I couldn't get out myself, which I tried to. Yeah, Shane, so uh, most likely it looks like that when you were younger is when you put your trust in the Lord. And and then, and, and, and as you, as we were talking, and, and I want you to explain to everybody what you went through 
because it was riveting to me as we're driving along and you're telling me your story and I'm thinking, man, there's some folks in the States that need to hear this that possibly, Mike, we've had some guests on who have had just incredible difficult childhoods. You know, the the one man we had who his dad would make him sit in the in his bedroom in the summer yeah, for and the listen, summer. Yeah, listen yeah. to all the kids playing ball and he couldn't go out and play ball and and yet how God, you know, really helped him and rescued him through all of that. So why don't you go on? Why don't you go through and, and your and your stepdad? When you say he was heavy-handed, um, was uh, was pretty physical with you. And um, uh, did you ever have to come to your mom's rescue? I, you know, I, I know that it, it got intense there uh, as far as you and your stepdad. Uh, and I think what what finally you know, uh, ended it with your mom with you was you kind of get, you, you got into it physically with your stepdad, right? Yeah. So I, certain stages, um, sometimes he, he would turn on me with a cricket bat. Um, and yeah, that sort of, yeah, knocked me around a bit and yeah, I, I'd sort of go to mum for, for help, but it didn't really. I don't think she wanted to lose her marriage over, um, yeah, over over me. I I just yeah had the feeling that when <clears throat> mum and dad split up, you know, my sister and I kind of we were the the unwanted children Man. because yeah, dad dad remarried and he his wife didn't want anything to do with us, so that kept him away. Um, and so we were stuck, we were stuck with mum and, um, it was like we were a burden, we were a burden to her. So I, I don't, I don't know whether she sort of just turned a blind eye to it or, or, or what it was. Um, Hey Shane, do you have a relationship with her now? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I love my mum and, you know, uh, I feel she's. It turns out that she had a she had a really tough upbringing herself, so that may have something to do with why you know we kind of went through what we did, and that she sort of let it happen. I, I don't understand because I, I I would give my life for my kids now, right. um, but you know everybody everybody's different, um, and I've got to forgive. Shane, I got. Yeah. Shane, I got. I got to so, tell you, the the people that we've had on Faith in the Zone there, and I say this a lot. Though sometimes, you, you know, I envy the guys that grew up in a in a Christian home with 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 parents that you know that they felt a lot of love. I I grew up. My father was a bricklayer and a mason, and we had six. You know, these these all these Irish kids. It's the McGivern family, and. Uh, my father, as you would call it, was was pretty heavy-handed as well. And yeah. I know that when I moved out of their house that first night, I I, I didn't have much faith to my life at all. But I but I t- talked to the Lord and said, if, if you bless me with kids ever in my life, I'll break that cycle. I'm not going to be as, again as you call it heavy-handed if I'm ever you know blessed with children. And so it's funny when you, when you talk about it. I wasn't thrown out at twelve like you were, but but there's some similarities, and it sounds to me like like you broke that cycle as well. Yeah, I, I think that that only comes through through the strength of the Lord. 
yeah. you know, and just, yeah, really believing and having faith in him. But, yeah, I, I don't want to take any glory for anything, but, um, yeah, that's, I, 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 yeah, I can't put it to anything else. Yeah. Hey, Shane, won't you share with us a little bit? Because, I mean, it got even more intense for you because when you got, so so you had this physical encounter where you, you know, went after your stepdad, your mom had enough of it, you're out of the house, you know, you're kind of like going into foster homes, you're in and out of foster homes. And at some point, you were kind of even really living on the street, weren't you? I was, yeah. Um, so the refuges that I lived in were, would only allow kids to stay there for up to three months. Um, and then, then they wanted to move you out. They wanted to move you on. So uh, there was there was points in time that there weren't any places to go. Like there wasn't any vacancies in any, any other refuges. So that you're just out on the street. And you literally, I found myself, um, yeah, looking to find a place to stay, like where I could be warm. And um, yeah, literally just roaming the streets and and uh it got pretty pretty scary a few times that um the lord really really protected me um one time i i met up with another street kid and um we we got involved with a um uh how would you call it like a street worker um a transvestite and uh he he said, uh, "Oh, come, come, and I'll look after you." Um, so we went back to his to his place, and um, uh, yeah, some bad things uh, happened to to my mate um, in in the other room. And I was just sort of in. I hadn't eaten for a few days, and I was starving and and just scared out of my mind. And and I can just sort of remember praying. Lord, please help me get out of this alive. And and so I, yeah, I don't know how, but uh, I got out of there unscathed. Um, but my my mate didn't, unfortunately. <clears throat> yeah, I remember you telling me you could hear your friend, and you, you know the you're, you're calling him your mate, your 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 buddy there. You could hear him screaming in that bedroom, and. Um, you know, you hadn't eaten anything. You probably grabbed something to eat, and then you took off to get out of there. And God protected you through that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, it was the grace of God that I got out of there. But uh, I, yeah, I, I think my my mate, yeah, he had it a bit hard. Um, I, I just the the guy bought us McDonald's to sort of keep us happy and. I, I took that and ran. <laughs> hey, hey, look, guys, we've got to get to a break. We will pick this story up um, on the other side. We're talking to Shane Hammett. Uh, by listening to him, you know he is uh, he is from Australia, former soccer player there. He's got uh, two sons uh, he's very proud of, Tristan and Aiden, and his wife, Bridget. And uh, we'll talk about his family a little bit later in the show, but we'll uh, we'll pick this up. Uh, right where we left off on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest, Shane Hammond. He is from Australia. That last segment was was riveting. He, he talked, uh, Shane talked about his upbringing and uh, being put out uh, from his house when he was 12 and, and the journey that he had from, from there. I mean, you, so you got, you got taken out. You, you went into these, I think you're calling them refugee-type homes they might be um you know a different you know it'd be a foster care here and i'm sure you had all kind of scenarios in those homes you got with the wrong crowd um you know your 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 one buddy was you know you, you had a guy buy you mcdonald's and drag him in the bedroom and and you took off and and you, you had some trouble with the with the police too during that time right yeah, so there, there wasn't a lot of money floating around. Um, so to to sometimes get money for food, I would have to um, steal, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry to say. Um, that's just yeah, I, what I felt I had to do to, to, um, to eat. Um, I would break into um, different homes um, and just try and, yeah, find any money I could get to um, to get myself some food and um, you know buy some clothing and and uh, yeah so I, I managed to in a couple of the refuges hang around uh, with um, some wrong wrong type of people that I should have been hanging around with that were you know doing some bad things and and I end up uh, it was funny because well, I can say it's funny now, wasn't it, at the time, but um anything anything that I that I did, I felt I always I always got caught. It's like it's like God was always there and and uh disciplining me like I you know, I c I can't get away with it and no, no matter what I did I always got caught and it's like oh, man it's like God was telling me something, but at that time I, I I I didn't see it. It's only now that I'm older that that I really understood. I can understand, you know, what was happening. But at that time, yeah, I remember I got I got caught shop shoplifting um, some some new clothes, and the police got called. They came and realised that I I was a street kid, so they ended up sending me off to um, to juvenile detention. Uh, which I spent uh, uh, about a year inside um, for for, sho- for shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, for shoplifting, um, but as well as being homeless as well. So, sure. Um, so that wasn't that wasn't fun at yeah. all. Yeah, I'm sure you know you you hear kids and even those that have been spent any time you know 
in prison or whatever tell about some of the the horrendous things that happened there. And so you get out, and uh, at some time, at what point were you uh, thinking, man, I need to get back in the Bible, or I need to, I mean, I need to get back with 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 my walk with God. I mean, was that starting to was that starting to resonate with you, or was that Still, I'm going to push on, do my own thing, and try to make it myself. It was, it was, yeah, definitely still trying to push on, uh, do it my own way. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I around fourteen, I, I met a gentleman who kind of took me under his wing. Um, he was a Christian fella. Mm. That um, he really helped me with my with my walk with God. You know, he introduced me to things like um, the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan. Yeah, Pilgrim's Progress. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. which I which I read, and that really touched my heart. I, I must have read that about a hundred times. You know, as a teenager, and felt that you know that was the walk that I was taking, and and how hard it was. Um, but then. But then I would still get drawn away, you know. Something would would I was easily taken off the off the track. Um, but uh, yeah, he played a big part in my in my life in regards to yeah that that foundation. Yeah, is he life. still is he is he still living today? He he is still living. Unfortunately, uh, we. We no longer talk. He sort of moved up up north and okay. um, has, has a family now, and he's, he's pretty ha- happy up there. Okay. All right, so then you uh, – I remember you were telling me you met a, a young girl. You, you – uh, I guess you guys lived together for a little bit. Then you – did you get married to her? Did you, t- Tell me that story of what happened with her. So I, I was going to uh, – I was 16 – going to Fairfield um, High School at the time um, and I met uh, a young girl that was uh, was half Peruvian, half Japanese and um, fell in love with her and um, her family kind of took me in, seeing that I was still sort of living in refuges and, and stuff and, you know, that was that was great. Sort of felt that I fell deeply in love with her. Um, I remember even taking her to church with with me to because she she grew up as a Catholic. Um, just to try and you know get her to open her eyes and see the truth, and um, and that was great uh, until until I was we were together for about three years, so. Until I was about 18, um, she ended up uh, taking her life. Um, she 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 was doing it tough at home. She was the youngest of her, her family of five, five kids, and she was doing it tough. I don't you know exactly what was on her mind, but um, she took her life in front of me, and um, that really hit me hard as well. I, I feel even with that that God was God was calling out to me saying, "Hey, you, you know, you gotta 
I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, come, come and seek me. But um, it was just so hard to deal with. Shane, but, I mean, uh, to... I knew, I knew he was there. I, I can tell you this: by 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 the age of eighteen, for this young man, yeah. for Shane, yeah, he's gone through more than most of us go through in our entire life. Yeah, and and. My goodness, I, how difficult of, of an upbringing uh, this man has, has had. Can, before we get to a break, can I just go off uh, track one? How much did you miss playing soccer back when you were on the streets? I mean, soccer was important to you, I would think, at an early age, right? Yeah, soccer was. Like, um, one, thing, one thing that um, I admired my, my father for... Throughout all that, those times that I was in the refuges and, and on the streets, my dad would come to wherever I was, pick me up, and take me to training. So all that time, I was still playing my my soccer. So, <laughs> so soccer was like was, an escape for you. It was. It was. And, um, and your dad would come pick you up, probably get you something to eat, take you, and have you on the field, and then he would take you back, drop you out on the street again? Or in the refugee. Yep. Or yeah. refugees, yep, or where, wherever I was at the time. Wow. Wow. I Yeah, that's, you know, Shane, like like you said earlier, and, and I know Pastor obviously feels this way as I do. I've got two kids. I've got three grandsons. Shane, you, you couldn't keep me away from them. No matter, you, no matter what you do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see these kids. I'm gonna see these grandsons, and you, there isn't anything you could do to keep me away from them. And I know you feel that way about your, you know, your wife and your sons as well. So, you know, the the positive to all this is, is we've we've broken that cycle. You've broken that cycle of, you know, what these are. These boys will know that you love them for the rest of their life. And I think that that's really important. Guys, we've got to get to a break. Our special guest is Shane Hammond. He is, uh, he's got a riveting story. And the fact that, you know, he has fully accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior through the journey that he has been on, I think for our listeners to Faith in the Zone to understand that, you know, no matter where you are in your life at this point, you, and I've, to, I've spoken openly where I was a number of years ago. Look, if you seek, he will he will be there, man. You just, you know, ask. Come to Brookside Baptist Church. We'll have this conversation. You Absolutely. Know? Sit, yeah. sit in the back. Did you notice, by the way, that Phyllis and I don't sit as far back anymore? <laughs> That's we, good. Yeah, my mother-in-law, Shane, she, I pick her up, Phyllis, and, and I love her to death. And we uh, she, she kept moving back further and further. I thought maybe it was... The, she didn't appreciate the way Pastor Ken was preaching, but that that's not it at all. She loves Pastor Ken. Guys, we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, our last segment with, again, Shane Hammond, former professional soccer player from Australia. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fallon Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me.
to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner. Our special guest, he's been a great one. He is from Australia. He is Shane Hammond. Pastor? Shane, you know, as we've been listening to your story, I mean, it's riveting. Um, thankful that God is still working in your life, even though you're trying to go your own way. And that has been true for many of our guests that have been on the on the program at what point okay so we left it off this young lady you know that that took her life in front of you and and then you i'm sure went into a tailspin uh tell us when when what was it that really brought you back to the lord and then was that before you went professionally in soccer after you went professionally in soccer so kind of walk us through that okay so after the young lady took her life uh i met my wife now six months after that and you know she's she's been a blessing to me although she was catholic not not a christian um but she helped me out of you know the problems that i was going through um but we we've never really had god as a center of our relationship so we so we've struggled um our whole relationship through that but uh through her um, that's when I got back into soccer. Um, she she encouraged me and pushed me to yeah to keep going. And um, it's when I was about 22. Um, that's when I uh, decided. I, I feel that I don't know whether that was you know God, but I, I I felt at that time I was still chasing myself to see what I can do without God. Um, that's why I believe it didn't you know, amount to the things I wish it did. But I still got to experience, you know, playing as a professional soccer player in, in Singapore for a year. Um, but uh, as far as, you know, getting my life right with with God and, and to really pursue it, it hasn't really happened till now that um, my wife has, has been overseas with my with my children, that I've had time on my own. And I felt that uh, I've, I have to get my life right before God, and and that's when I've started just just going back to church uh, in these last four years. Wow! Okay, to to wrap a bow on this, and and to encourage people that work in churches and they work in the Awana programs, that 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 hmm. that time in Shane's life when he was in it, and he talked about it early. That set the base, I think, in the mm-hmm. foundation, Pastor, for what was a really difficult journey. And nobody should have to go through the journey that, that Shane went through. But now that he's 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 realizing, when you hear him speak about, look, I know God was protecting me back then. I know God had his hand on me back then. And I think it comes from that that program yeah. and that, that structure and base that he that he has. I, I mean, working, I mean, children are so impressionable. I mean, whether you're coaching a little little league team or you're youth soccer or whatever, I mean, that is so impressionable. And and then especially through uh, the church teaching what is of most importance, and that is there is a God that we have to answer to. And Shane heard about Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ had done when he was a small child. And, yeah, that carried him through till. You know, four years ago, that man, I need to get back and and start, you know, walking with the Lord. 
So, so Shane, so you came back over uh, Australia, and then uh, your kids, you, you have the two boys, they've gone to Portugal now, and, and they're uh, playing soccer. What, what as we get ready to wrap it up, what, what, what has been the, uh, the, the blessing of what God, what God has done in your life, and, and even through your family? So, yeah, the blessing for me is is to be able to share to share his word with with my kids, um, and to have to have them like I can see God growing through them, and that's that's been a real blessing for me, seeing that I struggled at their age, and uh, to see them you know seek God at the, at the you know the age that I was struggling. It's just, yeah, it just makes me so happy. And that's been a great sacrifice on your part to not be with them, you know, and send them overseas. And you were telling Mike and I at the break at 6 and 7, you, when you saw that they had some talent and ability, you took them to a tournament in Uruguay. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that that's worldwide travel for for a game that, that, that you really love and care about. Well, these, these boys, you know... I, I'm sure you're looking forward to, to to seeing them in person and and hugging them and and making sure that they understand that you know you're not going anywhere. You know that's the key. It doesn't matter the distance, Shane. In my eyes, it, it could it could be halfway around the world, but as long as they feel like they have that base with you, that love that you that you love them unconditionally, and you are not going anywhere. You're you're right right here waiting for them. I think that that's really uh, the important part. Hey, what? what how did uh, how did you do down under? By the way, Pastor, they, 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 well, they, they, the Aussies like you, or you didn't you didn't yeah. confuse Australia with New Zealand or anything? Did you? Well, yeah, just uh, during a break a minute ago, I, I, <laughs> kill, why, I killed myself. I, 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 told, I, I hey. said, well, I mean, because rugby's huge down there. You knew I wasn't going to let that <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. right? I mean, rugby's huge down there, and I, but but uh, the black the black shirts, you know, I I was all black. The oh, the All Blacks, yeah, the All Blacks. Yeah. Uh, that's the <laughs> rugby team in New Zealand, and and I was asking him about the All Blacks, and well, that that's a rivalry, is it not? Austra- uh, the Australian rugby team against the All Blacks. Yeah, that's always always been uh, our biggest rivalry, the yeah. Australians yeah. and the All yeah. Blacks. Yeah. I- I just love you trying to talk about rugby and rivalries for New Zealand, man. I really this has just been a highlight for me watching you as you I, scramble through trying to talk put rugby, my foot in my mouth rugby rivalry games with Pastor Ken Kelder. That's a whole new show that we should be doing some some yeah. other time. I have to tell you. Hey, uh, Shane, I can't uh, thank you enough. It's been a wonderful uh, hour that we've had to spend with you. When Pastor came back from Australia, he said, Mike, I've got a guy uh, that I really, really got along with and I think would be great, a great guest for Faith in the Zone. And, uh, boy, I, he was right. And and the journey that you've had, it's, it's important, Shane, that I, I know you were a little nervous in the beginning to talk to us about this. But I think it's important that if you get an opportunity to to, to speak at, at a church or two to tell your story, there are other people that have gone through some, some tough times like you did, and they need to know that if there there is a light to the end of the tunnel, and there is a way to get out of it and continue your walk and continue to be worthy. 
Um, and and I just encourage you to continue to tell your story because it's uh, it's one that really it, it cuts deep into my heart, and I know it cut deep into Pastor Kent's heart. And I want you, I want to encourage you in any way I can um, to keep walking worthy and and, and uh, keep keep doing the things that are that are correct. And you know, Shane, we uh, we care about you. Um, I know it's a long distance now, and and I enjoy the correspondence I'm able to keep with you. But you let uh, Daphne, your sister, and Patrick, and and Bridget, and your boys know that uh, we'll keep them in our prayers. And uh, just so appreciate your willingness to come on and tell the story. And and you know what? If you get an opportunity with teenagers, they need to hear it it's because teens really go through these struggles just like you did. Hey. You know, when we have baseball guys on, you know, I was talking some smack. Yeah. Shane, if you were here, you know, I would nutmeg you and score a goal. You know, that's what I would do, right? <laughs> hey, I, I, hey, no, I, I like hey, your I'm response. Only kidding, Shane. I, hey, because I know, I mean, he he's a hunk, man. I mean, he has stayed oh, in yeah. shape. I mean, he, oh, he, I'm, he, I'm chiseled. <laughs> I am ch- hey Shane, I I can't. I'll tell you what. I work for some soccer teams. I can't put one in the goal. Hey, Shane, Guys, we got it. We got to go. go Shane, ahead. if he was a goalie, you could actually from the penalty box turn around backwards and run and kick the ball with your heel, and it would still get in. I think no chance. <laughs> I'm, hey, I have Shane. I have cat like reflexes. I am like a cat. Boys, we got to go. Shane Hammond, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Man, it's been a great show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You thank bet. you, Shane. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.